It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Time to play with pain. Where sports and inaccuracy collide. Now, here's your host, veteran sportscaster, and the voice of the International Speed Fishing Championships, Jet Waterhouse. Now, brother, how again, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. My guest today, the voice of the University of Nevada Wolfpack football and host of the Grit Iron podcast, gentleman John Ramey. We're going to talk to John about this crazy weekend I'm just adding college football in just a sec but first time for the waterhouse update brought to you by chinchilla the ice cold shaving cream america's pastime no i'm not trying to deliver pot by drone baseball san diego's lead in the wild card race thinner than the guitarist in blur dodgers and giants locked in a fight so vicious you'd swear it was your parents toronto hotter than a japanese anime Catwoman cop. Mets is out of gas as the guy who names hurricanes. And in a win over the Yankees, the Angels show Hey Tani stole home. This guy's more versatile than Donald Glover. That wrap-up sponsored by Zoodles. The noodles made from all kinds of animals. College football. Georgia, like an elephant who knows you took a pot shot at the herd. They just keep coming at you. Michigan looked great. Now let's see how they look against an accredited school. Coaches like to say, we'll play them one game at a time. Well, you know, I think Alabama could play two games at once that item is sponsored by wheels on meals meals that are run over and then delivered right to your door nfl baltimore ravens working out running back Le'Veon bell said bell you're sure you're not the jets just trying to pull a fast one Golf! Patrick Cantlay took the FedEx Cup and won $15 million. Said Cantlay, one more of these, and I'm building my own rocket ship to space, you suckers. And finally, this week in sports history. The date, 1892. The place, New Orleans, Louisiana. James Corbett won the world heavyweight title by knocking out defending champ John L. Sullivan in 21 rounds. The fight was so long, the ring girl got pregnant and carried her baby to term. This Waterhouse Update sponsored by Catastrophes, the gag trophies that fall apart at the funniest moments. Now it's talk time. My guest today, the voice of the University of Nevada Wolfpack football on the Learfield Network. So we'll finally find out what the Learfield Network actually is and what they did with my resume. Gentlemen, John Ramey, John, how are you tonight? I'm very, very, very happy to be here, Chet. I've admired your work for over a decade now. So this is great. Well, you've had to work extremely hard to find my work. Now, let's talk a little you. you. Uh, where'd you grow up? Because I know you're now ensconced in Nevada because you're the voice of the Wolfpack. But, but did you grow up in Southern California? Where'd you grow up? 
I grew up in Northern California, East Bay Area, Walnut Creek, California. And then uh, my, uh, my post-college uh, exploration of things outside of broadcasting brought me to Southern California, which as it turns out is also a great place to be a sports broadcaster. And uh, from that point on, I was a musician and realized I needed a day job. Yeah. I worked a little bit in sports broadcasting in high school and college. And so I started working in sports broadcasting again. Did you try uh, sports first? Were you, did you try uh, athletics? Yeah. Yeah, I I figured, I figured by about sixth or seventh grade, I guess I played basketball through eighth grade. Uh, But I, I, my dad. That's a good time to quit. Yeah, it's a good well, time to quit. My dad was a sports grade. broadcaster, so I had kind of a sense of like what an elite athlete was. Maybe it might be in your bones. Well, a nepotism is is a powerful thing, but B, I had maybe a, a, a little more awareness than maybe your average twelve year old of like how good I wasn't compared to ah. elite athletes. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so yeah. you knew. Uh, you're not probably going to get past JUCO level of anything, but you had a you had a a sense, an innate sense of the cadence from your dad. <laughs> well, yeah, and also like it was, do you want to kind of struggle to make the freshman football team, or do you want to, you know, go to football games with your dad? Because my dad was calling Stanford games when I was in middle school, elementary school, middle school, and then he did wow. uh, another year of Stanford when I was a junior in high school. And I was also, you know, I was in the marching band and then I was doing games on local TV, local high school games when I was in high school. So I, I, uh, I played enough to know the rules, Chet. That's impressive. Sponsored incidentally by Incognito. You never guess we're plumbers. So the siren song of sports announcing (laughs) called to you. And that was back at a time in your life, high school, getting into college, when you could still legitimately get laid as a sports announcer. That's impressive. What is the favorite part of your gig now? Because you've grown to a place where I imagine this is satisfying to uh, be in the booth as one of the two main guys for a a, a group of five, uh, which nowadays, and I don't care what anybody says, Nevada one of your top group of five programs, or actually, uh, yeah, Mountain West, uh, you know, uh, I mean, you go back to, to to Colin Kaepernick and Chris Alt, and I mean, they got a history there. They're not fly by night. So you're falling into a program that has a rabid fan base and a, a tremendous environment. I remember seeing Kaepernick in the snow beat, I think, UNLV uh, down the stride. Just, it, it's fun to watch those games. What draws you? What, what's your favorite part of, of, of being the voice of a, of a college football team? Well, the best part about my job is the people, you know, just like the best part about sports is that they're played by people. But in particular at Nevada, I have the incredible privilege of working with Jay Norvell for football, who I didn't know until I came here. But as it turns out, he and I had common friends in sports um, from his time uh, as an assistant with the Raiders. Um, and then I worked with Steve Alford when I was at UCLA and he is the men's basketball coach here at Nevada wow. and coach Alford and I had a great relationship. I hosted the coaches show at UCLA. So we'd worked together for four years and had a wonderful time. And now he's here. And so, you know what it's like when you work with somebody in a yeah, couple of different places. Yeah, exactly. And then also TJ Bruce, the head baseball coach here was an assistant at UCLA when I was doing UCLA baseball. So I just have unbelievable like once in a career never in a career 
relationships with the head coaches in particular of the sports I do play by play for. So that is, is an incredible blessing. And then also just Northern Nevada is really cool and they love the Wolfpack and they're, uh, there are no secrets in Reno, as I like to say, which yeah. is kind of a tongue in cheek way of saying it's a very close knit community. And, you know, people love their pack and there's silver and blue and, and it's, a, it's a very special place because, you know, it's not a huge market, but like it's very near the Bay area in Sacramento. And there's right. a lot of, you know, rivalry with Las Vegas is unlike any rivalry I've ever covered. And so it, it's a really great gig. Yeah. Plus you get, you get a bit of that, uh, smaller city college, smaller town college feel. And yep. yet the play on the field is absolutely top notch. Uh, sponsored incidentally, uh, John Ramey by Kleptiva, the medication that curbs your appetite to steal. Now, <laughs> what's, what is your trick? Um, if you don't have a fact, I know you do your homework. I know you. I know you're pre- you prep like crazy. And the fact you know these guys who are in the head coaching positions means you're getting inside info. But what happens when a page slips off the table or uh, the wind blows through the Wolfpack uh, press box and bam, two sheets of facts go out the wind? What do you do to stall till you get your stat man feeding you some stuff? What's your go to? <laughs> That's funny. So. Uh, I don't know if I have a go-to per se, but you will notice maybe I'll kind of front load some syntax. If I can't find a guy on chart, my first chart, I have a secondary chart taped up on the wall. Like I got my chart, my 2D, but then I always NASA like redundancy, Chet. Sure. I have, uh, I have my, my numerical roster taped to the wall. So, you know, wow. if I can't find him on the initial chart, I hopefully can find him on the other chart. We did have a guy in the opener at Cal last weekend. We didn't have on the chart, and we just had to admit it. Because, you know, that happened. Yeah. Especially yeah, in the that, opener. But, you know, but, that, that NASA redundancy is yeah. not only incredible, but it just so happens that this portion of the broadcast is sponsored by Grape Canaveral, the <laughs> only boxed juice that NASA trusts. What are the odds? <laughs> Let's talk some uh, college football here. Huge win over Cal. although. Maybe it's time to stop saying huge win for Nevada over some of these teams. They're getting they're they're close to 500 against Pac-12 teams and against uh uh football championship, what do they call it? Football, whatever it is. What well, here's the, here's the, the other the, the Power FCS. 5. There we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, here's the stat for you. Like it, Jay Norvell now in his 5th year, I think the Pack is 3 and 4. She's almost 500 against power five. That's impressive. Cool. But, but I think all time it's like six and 31 since they got to the FBS level in 1992. So short term, we can say, yeah, they should have won that game at Cal and it's a program on the rise. And yeah, that's a good solid win. But like, if you zoom out a little bit to the history of the pack at, at division one yeah. FBS, which is 30 years, it's only happened like six times. Now Jay has beaten Purdue at Nevada in the opener two years ago beat Oregon State in Nevada three years ago and then beat Cal at Cal this past Saturday and came real close at Northwestern in Jay's first game in uh, on Labor Day weekend 2017. So it's, you know, 
it's it's a it's a special thing, even if it's maybe an expected thing now, given the trajectory of the right, program. Right, he, he's he's raising the profile. That's for sure. Am I nuts, or doesn't he have some Badger blood in him? Didn't he spend some oh, time I, in Madison? So, so yeah, he grew up in Madison. His dad, Merritt Norvell, was a quarterback, I believe, in the late fifties. And the reason Merritt went to Wisconsin. And Jay told me was that it was a few schools that recruited him that would allow him to play quarterback as an African American. Wow. And Merritt raised Jay and brother Aaron, who played at Wisconsin. Uh, Jay played at Iowa, but they grew up going to games, Camp Randall, the whole deal. Jay is very uh, a proud Wisconsin, wears it on his sleeve, you know, talks lovingly about all this cheesehead buddy. Sure. And, uh, and it's a football family. Merritt Norvell went on to become the first African-American athletics director in the Big Ten, and I believe major college football when he was um, at Michigan State. He actually just passed away a couple of uh, years ago. But Jay comes from a, a football family, and he was – you look at his resume. I mean, it's unbelievable. And he's a guy that really should got should have had a head coaching opportunity a little earlier in his career. Um, but he has made the most of it now in Nevada. I think he, he coached there as an assistant, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. He, I, damn, let me look. Darn, Tight ends, look am I my... nuts? Oh, that's all right. Listen, incidentally, oddly enough, again, this portion of the broadcast, John, sponsored by Cheese. At least we're not bacon. That's for all you cheeseheads <laughs> out there. And also a sponsored by Obfuscate. Great skateboard park. Unclear where it is. Now, uh, let's talk. Let's keep talking football. I know you probably look up Jay Norvell, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, had, was a, had... he was at Wisconsin. You're right. Yeah. Iowa, yeah. Northern Iowa, Iowa State, Wisconsin, uh, Raiders and Colts, Nebraska, UCLA, Oklahoma, Texas, ASU. And yeah, now I, I think he worked under Barry yeah. Alvarez there. Did a little, yeah, uh, that's right. That's right. Tight end or interior line. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's talk first about the battle of what I like to call the battle of the U drugs. Who bit it harder, University of Wisconsin, which you were just speaking of, or University of Washington? Uh, Washington lost to a uh, a lower division school. They lost to Montana. Uh, to Montana. That's an uh, FCS school, big yeah, sky conference. Uh, uh, but the pain of the Badger loss was uh, they ran out of feet to shoot themselves in on national TV. And that game at noon is prime time for college football. Uh, I, but it was against Penn State, right? That's true. That's not I your mean, average Montana. No knock on the Grizz. <laughs> I've called a basketball game there. Uh, you know, Missoula is lovely. It is this time you know, of year. Lose, <laughs> the Huskies losing at home to Montana is, mm. uh, that's about as, unfathomable of an outcome as I could imagine. I mean, that's why we love college sports, right? Um, I did happen to catch a little bit of that game, though, Penn State at Camp Randall. and uh, I'm getting ooh, an emergency yeah, beep on my phone. I think uh, what happened was that somebody realized I was doing a podcast and they're trying to stop it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not the FCC. Yeah, I think it was actually. Uh, there's some, yeah, there's some outstanding legal action. Now, I'm legally, I'm not supposed to be doing this, but I'm slipping it anyway, Jeff. So you think because maybe just because it was Penn State, uh, the Washington loss might be worse? Well, yeah, there's no shame in losing to Penn State. Yeah, even uh, even when you bounce the uh, football off your running back's face guard. Yeah. <laughs> 
I like, I like you good. drub. That's pretty, I'm going to, that's going to stay with me. You drub. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and now the, with this whole realignment stuff, uh, how's okay. it going to affect the mountain West? Cause that's always been to me. Uh, that's an, they're positioned interestingly in all of what's happening here. Maybe not well, but interestingly, and for this reason, they have a wildly entertaining product. Now, how long and how much that will help sustain them in this battle of super conferences, I don't know. Are they going to get raided? Are people looking to pull anybody out of Mountain West and into Pac-12 or into Big 12, which is down to, I think, five teams? Well, remember, the original Mountain West was already raided, Utah. Right. Yeah. And also Texas Christian, TCU. Right. Those were right. original Mountain West teams. So the conference has endured already kind of one round of cherry picking. The next one that would be most likely to get gobbled up is Boise State. Um, and because of the primacy of football, losing Boise State would be really tough because, you know, you can't. You can't replace Boise State football with UTEP, right? That's just not right. an no. even trade. Now, if, if it weren't for the – I mean, this is a silly thing to say, but if it weren't for the primacy of football, the Mountain West is an electric basketball league that can right. 100% absorb the loss of Boise State, which is – they're competitive. Uh, Leon Rice does a great job, but it's yeah, but by they're no not means the, top the preeminent the program. Right, right. So uh, – from, for somebody who covers not only just football, it would be a shame to see the Mountain West go away. Now, if the Pac-12 wanted to expand the University of Nevada, which has been a smaller television market in Reno, northern Nevada, would be on the outside looking in. Because, frankly, San Diego State and UNLV right. would be more attractive. Um, Boise State, because of the history of the program, would be more attractive from a football sense. Um, but I actually don't think the Pac-12 is, is going to raid the Mountain. I think they've taken what they want from the Mountain West, to be, to be candid. I think there's a profile for the Pac-12 that I don't necessarily know that San Diego State or UNLV, for example, right. fit. Now, the Pac-12 can change your mind, of course. Yeah. And, of course, I don't really know what I'm talking about, right? Like, no, no university presidents have told me this. One of, incidentally, kind of sense, I guess. Yeah, one, yeah. one of the few sports guys who's ever admitted that he doesn't yeah, actually know this what he's talking pure, about. <laughs> listen, unless I'm actually calling a game, it's all 50-50, you know. But if I'm physically at the game, I can tell you. Yeah, you like, got a shot. Pure, yeah, you're right. It's pure journalism. Uh, he was tackled. There is this much time left. Yeah. No. <laughs> Sponsored, incidentally, by Zigzag Zit Cream. Your zits will never see it coming. Serpentine. <laughs> now, the new AP Top 25 is out. The ACC falling apart like a vegan cookie, uh, but two group of five squads in the top 25, maybe more, but I, I know uh, Cincinnati and uh, what is that? Uh, 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 Central, Central Florida? No, uh, some Carolina. Coastal Carolina. Oh, coastal, yeah. The Chanticleers, I think. Chanticleers, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I took yeah. a shot. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't looked at the poll. I know... Is that bad? I'm looking at the poll. See, here's the dirty no. secret. Do, do we know? Are we admitting that we're taping on a Tuesday? Yes, absolutely. We're yeah, admitting. so my we'll drop this tomorrow. In, in yeah. a, this, but hey, at least we're, we're posting within 12 hours of when we're actually Good. recording. Yeah. For no, me. But my, my dirty yeah. secret is I haven't actually looked at the polls. 
I haven't like, after I get done with this, I'll start making my chart for this weekend. So my yeah. brain has, uh, forgive my ignorance about the, you're polls. not missing I, much. I know uh, it if Nevada were in it. Yeah. Penn state and Wisconsin essentially flip flopped. Uh, UCLA, UCLA jumped up to 60. Yeah. yeah. That's the yeah, big surprise. Awesome. They came from 58th to 16 or something crazy. So like I that. worked for, uh, eight, seven, eight years at UCLA. So I keep an eye on those guys and, uh, yeah, that's very happy. Very that's, happy. For the yeah, that has to be a kick, even though you're a uh, you're a uh, bleeding silver and blue uh, wolf pack now. I uh, still got to be a kick, though, to watch him uh, just clobber LSU. Well, the you know, the 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 chauvinism of the SEC, it's a great football league. And I don't want to I don't mean to uh, besmirch or uh, a- anything you say about, you know, big time college football in the South is real. But. You know, the SEC doesn't really go anywhere, right? Let, let's see them come out Very here. True. And, Very you know, true. Like, like, guys, yeah, Alabama, Georgia, LSU, you guys are great. But leave the time zone and do it, you know? Yeah. Bear Bryant used to <laughs> Bear Bryant came out to the Coliseum at least once, yeah. you know, in the regular season. Well, so LSU's just, lost a couple of those. They went up to Green yeah. Bay and played Wisconsin and lost. Yeah. Went out to UCLA and lost. Then I remember the next year, Wisconsin uh, played uh, Alabama at a neutral site, which was about a three-hour drive from Alabama. I was going to where was that? <laughs> was uh, Dallas like, or Atlanta? Yeah, Houston or some yeah, yeah some right. crazy thing like that. So, yeah. <laughs> so well, yeah, like Oregon you're right. played Oregon played Auburn in Dallas a couple years ago and blew it late. You know. Yeah, I'd like to see Auburn go to Eugene or maybe until this past weekend, Washington. You know, those yeah. are not <laughs> right. those are not easy places to play. Let's see Ole Miss go to Pullman or Corvallis. Like, honestly, you know, yeah. some people might have their eyes open. Right, exactly. Uh, yeah, I agree with you there. Sponsored, incidentally, by Bartender. Because bartenders need hollow sex, too. That's bartender. All right. Uh, you got to, you know what the hell with the NIL and the hell with COVID uh, let's get right to uh, the predictions and the bowls and the, the final four. I'm just calling it that. Uh, it's looking for sure uh, like Bama uh, is going to be in it. They look fantastic. Looks like Ohio State probably. Uh, looks like people are crowing about Georgia, but I didn't see a whole lot of offense. And uh, people are still crowing about Clemson. And I'm not uh, – 10 to 3 didn't do it for me. Great defensive struggle, but uh, – you, really you're keeping people in the top four or five discussion because of that i don't know seemed weird to me it's the nature i mean that's the nature of college football right it's a little bit it's a lot more like boxing than anyone anybody cares to admit yeah. everybody kind of preserves their record and maybe the matchups that should happen don't always happen and then so, uh, you pay off the refs and you get the decision <laughs> It's just like boxing. No, I didn't say that. No, I did. That's why I'm where I am and you have a legitimate job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, at least to the end of this podcast. I think, I mean, but in all honesty, like, if you know, based on the data we have about this playoff, yeah, Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State, like, and, until it's not that, it's that. Yeah. Um, Which I, I don't think that's good, but I think that's the reality. Well, can it be changed? I so think I, it can. And I would say on this, on this level, at some point, a kid is going to go, you know, I'm a great quarterback. 
why not try Wisconsin? They got a great running game. They got a great line. Why not try Georgia? They got a great running game and a great line and a great defense. You know, why not? And that's when you'll see the playing field level off just enough, I think, for some people to sneak back into that top four and maybe spread this out. I mean, I'm a bit archaic on this. You know, I, I remember college football when there was no FB, uh, there was no uh, BCS when right. you just won your conference and went to the Rose Bowl. And then there were two polls. And sometimes those two polls weren't the same. And you know what happened? People loved college football. So yeah. I think all of this is a little bit like solving a problem that doesn't exist to a degree. I right. think it's a lack of honesty. Like college football is actually a very regional sport. And that's cool. That's why the big intersectionals matter. But if you do want to do it, then like, let's just make it conference champions and a couple at larges, right? Yeah. Like, let's do it. They managed to do it at every other level of college football. Yeah, true. You think they're going to go to eight or 12? I know they were on track until the SEC decided to snap up Oklahoma and Texas. Right. I mean, the thing I, again, uh, don't mean to be a Luddite, but like the thing I fear is that you start devaluing the regular season in college football when you, when you broaden the playoffs, right? We've seen that happen essentially in college basketball because of the tournament. Yeah. Um, you know, kind, I mean, really, you got to be a super diehard uh, fan to really dig into the regular season. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I mean, I think there, I think a lot of coaches like eight, but Again, I just I, I want there to be some kind of reward for winning the conference, and then you have two maybe at largest, so you can get your Notre Dame, your Notre Dame, and your um, and then maybe your you know a Liberty, another yeah, or or yeah. <laughs> or your second place SEC team. Yeah, yeah, if they're that good, yeah. Yeah, well, I I, I, I kind of hope they go to eight. I would like to see that. I don't think that would damage the regular season in college football because college football more accurately mirrors the emotional ability of most Americans to right. uh, digest uh, a problem. So when you lose, <laughs> you get through the seven stages of grief. You've got a day for each stage of grief. Oh, my God. The next That's so day. true. That's so true. I mean yeah. – I mean, that is the beautiful thing about college football. Like, it's absurd. I, I have friends who are, are sports fans, but who grew up, like, in the East or who grew up, um, like, like, New England. Or I have another friend that grew up in England. And, you know, they like sports, like baseball and they like the NBA, and they even like the NFL. And I go, no, guys, you're, you, gotta, you really got to get into college football. And they're like, what? And I go, yeah, you know, Bevo, you know, Ralphie. Uh, You know, like, like it's, it's beyond absurd. And so that's, that to me, the absurdity of it and and the processing of the grief after a loss is is all kind of part of the charm of it for me. Yeah. Uh, Sponsored incidentally by three guys from Italy restaurant. Why do you got to know their names? What's it to you anyway? You like the food? Shut up and eat. (laughs) My guest today, the voice of Nevada Wolfpack football, John Ramey. Tell the folks where we can find your dulcet tones, how we listen uh, to Wolfpack football. And also, uh, you you just got a new gig here that you just you literally just walked off the set and into this podcast. So what are you doing? How do we how do we find you? Well, okay. so uh, first of all, if you're in uh, northern Nevada or throughout, uh, let's see. 
from the blue waters of Tahoe to the Great Salt Lake and all through the Mojave. You can listen on the Nevada Wolfpack Radio Network. Wow, that's beautiful. Say that again. From the blue water. I've always wanted to say, I actually haven't said that on the air, but from from the blue waters of Tahoe to the Great Salt Lake, and all through the Mojave, you know, like you Jackson would say, right? That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, so we're on in Reno, uh, 94.5 FM, 6.30 AM. We're on in Vegas, 11.40 AM, I think. So Lear, uh, Learfield, that's a, that's yeah, a Learfield network. That's okay. a Learfield. But we're also, Learfield's partnered with a new streaming service called Varsity, which is an app. So if you are not in our terrestrial markets, you can listen on the Varsity app, which is free. Oh, that's and beautiful. then uh, I also picked up an anchor reporter gig with my great friends here in northern Nevada, Nevada Sports Net, which is uh, a regional sports network uh, here in northern Nevada. And so NevadaSportsNet.com. Um, yeah, you'll see me. I host uh, NSN Daily a couple times a week. Man, that's Nevada beautiful. SportsNet Daily, and and they carry you know they have highlight packages, and they're so nice to use my audio when they recap the game. So you you get a lot of there's a lot of me available. Gentlemen, John Ramey, thank you so much for coming on. And folks, if uh, if if you happen to see this on Zoom, uh, that's not just a mask John has down around his neck. He likes scarves. He likes ascots, and he looks I, good. This in one's them. just a uh, just a bandana. But you can also flip it right over the ball yeah. paint uh, if the sun's yeah. too hot, which can happen up there. Johnny, thank you so much for coming on. It's my pleasure. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter at Chet Waterhouse and my comedian buddy at Real Jeff Cesario. Jeff's album, What Was I Thinking? Streaming now everywhere. And the Play With Pain mugs available at jeffcesario.com. You got the holidays coming up. This is a good one for dad or brother or anyone like that. Uh, thanks to all you loyal Play With Pain listeners. I love doing this for you guys and tell your friends about PWP. It's the perfect way to avoid road rage on your way to Costco. If you want more of me this weekend, John and everybody, I'll be in Paltry, Kansas for the Sunflower Seed Invitational. And that's broadcast on the All Spitting Channel. I think it's part of HBO Max. Sponsored by Jehovah's Witness Protection. Disappear into the warm grip of the Lord at Jehovah's Witness Protection. This is Chet Waterhouse reminding you to play with pain.